Welcome to Prime Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Hello, Rhett and Ron. How are you doing? Good, good. Welcome we got an interesting show this today. First off, uh, you can find us on your favorite podcast service. And we're also on Apple and Spotify now. But we have a full show tonight, so let's get things rolling. Uh, uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and kick it off there with, uh, let's get right into the recap. You know, it seems like a pretty busy week and things got a little wild in hockey town, so... Uh, ahead, things, things went real wild in San Jose uh, as uh, for the Preds had to travel to San Jose coming off that win, or actually the loss. It was the loss to Seattle. So they really took out that loss on the Sharks, winning 8 to nothing. Yeah, They were just all over them. Uh, they shot on goal, um, uh, 36 shots to 20. So they're, they're finally, um, they're finally, they're finally getting that. Well, that's how you score goals. <laughs> and, but <clears throat> the fourth line really showed up in, against the Sharks, uh, the, uh, McCarran, Luff, and, Philip Tomasino combined for ten points, and that that the, the eight nothing win ties the franchise record for the largest margin of victory in a single game. Hmm. So uh, McCarron got things started off uh, about midway through the first period. His third goal, uh, and then Matt Duchesne added another one in towards the end of the first period. And then after two, uh, so after first period, it was two to nothing. I thought, well, that's not too bad. I mean, maybe the Sharks will probably come out in the second period. But two minutes and four three seconds in, Matt Love gets a second goal to extend three nothing, and then he gets another one uh, towards towards the end of the uh, second period for his third goal. And then they just kicked it up another notch in the third period as uh, Matt Duchesne got his 27th goal uh, after scoring his 26th in the first period. And then uh, McCarron scored again. And then uh, the Yak had an unassisted goal, his 13th goal. And then uh, Mikhail Grenlin ended the night uh, scoring-wise on the power play. And uh, the Sharks were getting a little, little physical. At, you know, I guess being down, you know, they were just not even in the game really. Six, six, five, six, seven, nothing. They were just starting to take, uh, take questionable uh, hits. I don't want to call them cheap shots, but they were. They were probably they were probably unnecessary. Listen, when you're when you're down. You said six nothing. What do you have to play for? I mean, they say a three goal lead is bad. You just double that. <laughs> yeah. So go out there and just take liberties, take your frustrations out. I mean, I don't say I'm not condoning that, 
but that's what teams do. I mean, that's that's what we do. That's what you do. I mean, just think about beer league when you got that scumbag, you know, B-leaguer college athlete that's coming down and playing the worst level of hockey, and he's just skating up and down. You throw sticks at him. You squirt water at him. You swing your stick like a baseball bat. Like You, you just treat the guy like a because that's what he is. So it's kind of the same thing with the freaking predators. You go out there, and you're up by 6 nothing, and guess what? I'm just going to throw the body around. I'm you know, if I can't beat you with the scoreboard, I'm going to beat your face in. You know, that's just, I mean, that's, that's just the way the game is played. Yeah, it looks unless, like, unless you did try it, which I'll get to that. Looks like we're going to be having the, uh, the little bleeper again. Oh, the hell with the bleeper. Pot, potty both rat and run. <laughs> so, so then, uh, so then the Predators came back home to play Dallas again. And I was really want, really worried about this game after the uh, the week week before how they beat them when uh, didn't start off good. Uh, it's clean. The, the, there was no goals in the first and second period, so it was a pretty pretty good. Uh, it was a snore. Uh, goal. <laughs> well, I wouldn't really call it a snore. It was just a good goaltender's battle. Uh, the the pred the pred. Well, you're used to watching the wings, so I guess anything's that boring. Hey, hey, you, you, you must not have seen the last game. So, uh, the the Predators actually uh, got got some more. Um, I'm sorry, you put me to sleep and I was bored. Yeah. Uh, to sleep too. Yeah. Okay. Enough of your enough of your crickets. So it was a real it was a real goaltender battle. Uh, it was actually 31 shots to 23. I'm just kidding. So Klingberg scored 32 seconds in the third period, and I was like, "Oh, here we go again." And that was only. His, that that was his only that was only his second goal of the year too. And who get who let it up? Oh, my fa- my favorite goalie, Juicy. <laughs> so he's got to get a pair of those shorts. He's got to wear them in the locker room. They say Juicy across his behind. Oh, kind of like the one team, fairly team uh, in my league. Whatever. Called the called the cherry called the cherry pickers. Like all the girls wear. They say, yeah. you gotta get juicy. Yeah. Well, their, their hockey pants say juicy on them, on the, on the butt cheek. But anyway, getting back to this game, uh, Ryan Johansson evened things up. His 14th goal of the season at 13.08 the third period. And then the captain gets his 15th to put him ahead 2-1. to one. And then... Uh, Believe it or not, Saros just took over again. I'm making those 22 saves, but so between uh, Yossi, uh, Johansson, and Saros, they really shut down the, the stars. And then uh, that uh, that ended the stars' four-game winning streak too. After the so that. So the the bookends for the stars, the predators, they don't. Well, I don't think they want to see them again. 
They lost as Predators, and they won a four-game week streak, and then they lost to him. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I can't stand Jamie Ben. He is such a cheap shot mm-hmm. artist, and he just gets away with it. Nobody ever stands up to him. I mean, the guy's not like superhuman. Kind of like Mashand. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. You know, those are two guys. I I know I would get my rear end kicked, but I'd love to go into like a boxing ring with them. I wonder who would win. Oh, definitely not me. But I would surely like to do it, just because I hate them so much. Like they're the most they're they're very gifted and talented athletes, but I just hate them. But not enough people stand up to them. But that's that's my rant, and I can go on rants all night. That's why I got my nickname. <laughs> so, so then uh, the Predators stayed home to host the Ducks. Uh, two days later, and the Ducks—they're uh, really. They're really in a free fall. I, I, I think, uh, I know I don't have anything to do with it, but I think the Ducks fans can kind of blame me because I yeah, made a... single-handedly... I, well, back in, Jan- back in January, the Ducks were leading the division, and I made a bet that they would win the division. And since then, they just fell flat on their face, so... Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, oh, hey, hey, if you want to put bets on whoever Detroit's playing the rest of the season, I'll give you the money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. In. I don't know if you have that much money. No, I don't think you have that much luck either. So, so the Predators beat the Ducks four to one, and they had thirty shots, and but they gave up twenty eight to the Ducks. But so Saros was. Pretty amazing once again. So, but Saros was twenty-seven saves. He he really he was really I mean, he really stepped up his game since uh, the Pecorinade retirement. And I told you, um, that. and I told you that. Who who said that? Who told you that for a long time? That you're too hard on the guy, and he's going to be a good goaltender. I'm not saying he's going to be Vasilevsky, but he's going to he's going to win games for Nashville. Well. I don't know. Single-handedly win games. Like that's what I, you want out of a out of a good starting goalie is somebody who can win a game when the team isn't playing good in front of them. I don't know and, if we really won this game for the Ducks. I mean, it was probably a combination between. I mean, the he uh, yeah he he had, did say he had he had, he had, he had twenty-seven saves, but with those uh well really three goals um um. Duchesne started off with a power play goal, his 28th goal. And then in the second period, Forsberg got his 28th goal. So he had to match Duchesne. He says, hey, you're not going you're not gonna to be leading me for very long. <laughs> and Duchesne got an assist on that. You're talking about Forsberg? <laughs> and then Adam Henrik got... Future got, free trade. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. And then Adam... Adam Henrik got think got Anaheim, Anaheim on the board in the third, and at that time it was two to one, and we're like, oh boy, here we go again. But Colt Sissons got his six, got his six goal to make it three to one, and then Duchesne added and emptied that goal uh, for his twenty ninth. So he's like, nope, Philip, I'm gonna go ahead of you. <laughs> And, but, and, but, but, but the thing was, it was, 
Well, it was meant to be a goal, and Forsberg got the assist on it. Actually, they gave uh, two assists. They gave Forsberg and Yossi assists. So I don't know. Maybe that was a little bit of home cooking. It's an empty net goal. Who cares if it, if it was <laughs> legit and there were two passes and then a goal, then it's in. Or two touches, then a goal. Yeah, I guess. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Um, got his third. Here's, here's all that matters. Is the Predators came out of that little home stretch two and two and three, two two for three. You got to take that when you're in a playoff run like they are. You know they they got to get hot. Now's the time to get hot. You're on the closing end of the season, and you got to start putting points up. And now's the time to to get those points. Now's the time to get those players in a rhythm, and you know get getting the lines figured out, getting your goaltender confidence, and they're doing all those things. So, I, I think the Predators are actually in a great spot. And I told you this when they made the playoff run, or, or their Stanley Cup run. You know, I know obviously we weren't doing the podcast then, but you know, I had told you that they got hot at the right time, and they freaking ran with it. Uh, they're thirty-three, twenty-four, seventy points. They're two points. Be- uh, they're in the wild card spot. But they're two points behind Minnesota for third in the division and three behind St. Louis, which uh, getting there a little bit later. They got a huge game against them coming up. Uh, obviously, nobody's going to be catching Colorado. But no, um, they're, they're hot. But I hope they falter. They're going yeah, like to. I don't. Uh, I have personal reasons for that. Yeah, but they're they they're just too strong. I don't know if they really. They're they're not like a like the ducks where they just fell flat on their face. I don't know what happened because uh, Gibson was playing really good and then he just that's something fell. we're gonna talk about here. I want to bring him up in the uh, you know when we talk about some some NHL wide news. Cause... But uh, that that wraps up my. Uh, my recaps. How, how about the wings? Well, let's forget that we even brought up the wings. All right, ready for trade deadline. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so I actually have three games to recap. I was hoping it was just two, but unfortunately it's not. Um, so we we played Florida on Saturday. You know, the day after we recorded last week. So you know, I unfortunately have to talk about that one. So Detroit came back. You know, that was a, a back-to-back series down in Florida. So started off in Tampa Bay, finished in Miami playing the Panthers. And I just happened to be in Miami when that happened. But unfortunately, I was not at the game. Uh, my wife had other plans for me. Um, but I'm kind of glad I didn't make the trip because Detroit took a lopsided 6-2 to two loss. Um, the only bright side in that game was Robbie Fabry, um, who scored a nice goal, uh, who had it, and also Danny DeKaiser. Who, uh, oh, do you have the sound effects for Danny? Because you know what, we're going <laughs> to talk about him right now because Danny DeKaiser had a sweet play at the line, but I still can't stand him on the ice. However, the good news is after this game, that's right, the witch is dead. He is gone. He was waived, and he's so good, he cleared waivers. So now he's down in Grand Rapids. So that's, that's how good he is. And, you know, I, I do want to give him a little credit. I've been really hard on him on social media. I've been really hard on him pretty much every 
ever since his second year in the league. Um, you know, he's just a twig. He's small. He can't move anybody. Like, if I posted up in front of him, it, it would take – I mean, he would have to get a sledgehammer out to move me. Um, that that was a pretty uh, pretty good um, present for DeKaiser. Yeah, there it is. And to make it even sweeter for me, he was let go on his birthday. So happy birthday, Danny DeKaiser. Have fun in the minors. That's all I got for you. But he probably is not going to listen to this podcast. Or maybe he will because he's got a lot of time on his hands now. But that's right. On his birthday, Danny DeKaiser gets let go. But getting back to this game, you know, it was a uh, quite a lopsided um, 6-2 loss. You know, Detroit just didn't show up. They, they didn't show oh. up at all. Um, you know, you had Fabry with a nice goal, tied it up 1-1. As soon as uh, Anthony Duclair got that second goal in the second period, things just took a turn for the worse. I mean, then immediately after that, you had Lundell putting in a goal. Then you had Sam Bennett putting in a goal. Then you had Carlson putting in a goal. So what happened? I mean, what did they – was it like – were they like just like long shots or no, was – No, it was just they're – Detroit's getting exposed now. And that's where oh. I have – you know, unfortunately, Detroit's a young team. And again, so, people like fail to realize that is that they're a very young team. They have a so, lot of growing to do. And I, and I hate to say that, but yeah, they just, there's no defensive presence. The defense looks lost. The only bright side to the defense is our number one defenseman. Oh, and he's a freaking rookie. He's 20 years old doing things that Nick Lidstrom wanted to do. And that's right on Nick Lidstrom's mouth. So. And also, people don't realize Nick Lidstrom came in the league at 21, which doesn't make a huge difference with that extra year of playing international and, you know, playing, you know, you know, at a high level of hockey, you know, really gives you that, that growth. So Lidstrom had some pretty good things to say about, about Cider and really excited as I am every single week I, I bring him up. He's the bright spot, and I'm going to talk about him more in the next game. But Detroit takes a loss here. Um, you know, Robbie Fabry and Tyler Bertuzzi are the two goal scorers. Bertuzzi needed that. He was, I don't want to say he was in a slump, but he just wasn't playing like he normally does. He usually puts a point or two on the board. And, and quite honestly, you know what I think? I think it's time for Blashill to be evaluated again. I think he's got one more year on his contract. I could be wrong. I thought he signed a two-year last year. Maybe it was a one-year. But I, I, I just he's I don't like the line, and they've got the the Guelph line out there. And for those of you listening that don't know what the Guelph line is, um, you know that's that's the uh, so the Guelph Storm is. An E was an ECHL. Actually, Guelph is OHL, I believe. Is it OHL? I know it's it's couple couple levels down, but the Wings have the Guelph line, so they've got Bertuzzi, Fabry, and Suter, who all played for Guelph at the same they, time. Yeah, the Guelph Storm. Correct. Yep. So that's yeah, the they're they're OHL, so they're a junior. And junior. They've been, and they've been effective, pretty pretty good so far. But I'd still, you know, 
every team has that like dominant line. And I know you want to spread things out and you want to have a solid second line. But Bertuzzi was leading the team in goals for a long time. And I understand Larkin's the captain. He plays with grit and tenacity. Bertuzzi's very much so behind him. You'll never see a letter on Bertuzzi because of his stance on COVID. I bet the NHL won't even allow it. But that's, I'm not getting into COVID. We don't talk about that. This is straight hockey. But I just think that Bertuzzi, I would love to see Bertuzzi, Raymond, and Larkin to get reunited and let them go as they did before. Because now, as we're going to, I'm going to, this is a perfect segue into my next game. We got Jacob Vrana back. Now, Vrana coming back in the lineup, that's huge because he creates a lot of offensive presence. And the kid can score. He can score in so many different ways. He hustles, he skates, he sets himself up high, low. You know, he's just, he's, he's a talented young player. And not only, wait, wait, wait. Who's Manta? Anthony Manta. That name rings a bell, but I can't quite put a finger on it. Oh, wait. Isn't he somebody that's out in Washington who's either injured or not playing at all? Oh, that one. Well, Steve Eisman was able to get two picks and Jacob Marana for Anthony Manta. No knock on Manta. He's just lazy. Lazy as sin. But... So we get Brana back. He, and... uh, uh, actually, he has played 14 games this season with with uh, Washington, and he's got three goals and five assists. In 14 games? <laughs> where Where is he with the rest of them? You know, what, you know what Brown has done so far? Hold on to your seat. We'll get there. So Wings take on the Coyotes in Detroit. Detroit looking to bounce back from that loss in Florida, trying to start their, they got a home and home back to back against the, you know, you had the Coyotes in the wild. Now the Coyotes are the 31st team in the NHL. They're piss poor, they're garbage. They don't have an arena. They're just, they're, they're terrible. So this pains me to talk about. So the wings come in and they're just flat. They're freaking flat from the beginning. So Detroit got punished in this game. You know, as, as, as all the Wings listeners, Wings fans out there who actually listen to this podcast, don't get worried yet. I'm a little worried, but I'm not quite worried yet because we didn't have very high expectations. And we're just going to, uh, we're just going to have to roll with it. You mean you're not going to make the playoffs? Nope. No, wait a second. Playoffs. Let me say it again. Here we go. Wings fans, we are not making the playoffs. We will probably not make the playoffs next year. We are in a rebuild. As you can see, a team that loses to the 31st team, and if they lost a 4-3 to game, a 3-2 to game, a one nothing game, even a 3-1 even a game, I'm okay with that as a fan. But the shelling that they took against Arizona was unbearable. A 9-2 to embarrassment. And the, oh. pro- and the problem with that... Oh, here we go, the sound. Oh, getting back to this game. But they were in the slot all night long. So. There was zero coverage. I'm actually kind of bummed with Cider. 
However, at one point in the first period, Sider took the puck end-to-end, and he met somebody just inside the offensive blue line, threw his shoulder into him, knocked him on his behind. Then the defensive pair comes up to try to ruffle some feathers. Sider throws a jab and pushes, I forget who it was, back. The other guy, he just throws an elbow into his chest and gets rid of him. So Sider single-handedly took out three Yotes in one play, one being a sweet reverse hit. He is so good at that, and he's so young. I cannot wait to continue to watch it. Now, Lind- so Lindstrom was out there. Okay, go ahead. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't be say much. But you're gonna, you're telling me that the team second to worst second to worst team in the league. Scored nine goals on the no, Red Wings. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you it's the worst team in the league because before they played that game, they were the worst team in the league. But I can't say anything because Seattle, who's tied with Arizona, beat the Predators. So I, I don't have, it's I don't nuts. have. It. You know, you sit back and you get really upset, and this is where you know. Let me let me recap it quick because I like to go into my little tangents here. But Verona, first game back. Strikes with a beautiful goal. Power play goal, his first goal of the season. So he's got Samantha. He had three goals on 14 games. Ron has got um, one goal in one game. So that's only at the start. You know, you find the, you know, you find the horseshoe every once in a while, they say. But there was just no D the whole time. There was no D at all. So no, indeed. I thought they got rid of him. No, he's they, he was the D. He was a minor. <laughs> but they just they don't have any defense, and, and that's I mean it's not a surprise. If you're a Wings fan listening to this, we know that there's no defense on this team. Most Sider's the only one. We're probably going to end up, you know, as I mentioned in the last podcast, shipping Stall out, bringing him back in the off season. But you know, Letty's kind of been a disappointment. You know, Lindstrom, he, he's he's a little younger, but in this game he played terrible. He left his guy open three or four times. He was a minus three in the first period. So that's pretty terrible. And you would think, as the coach, if I'm the coach of the Red Wings and we drop three that quick in the in the game, and Lindstrom Lidstrom is out there. That's a problem. It's time to reevaluate your defensive pairings. It's time to maybe bench the kid for a few, few shifts. Um, you know, you got to send a message. And after the shellacking they took in Florida, you would have thought that they would have come out a little bit better prepared for this game. So that's that to me is a coaching issue. I, I don't I don't want to say that he's lost the locker room, but one of the tough things after a game like this is. You know, you really have to consider what you're doing to the fan base. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but if the fans aren't into it and they're leaving, there goes your concessions, there goes your money. Then the next thing you know, you're Arizona playing in a high school arena. But I shouldn't knock Arizona. So... They came out and wiped the wings. But actually, one cool story that came out of this one shift on the ice was Phil Kessel. Now, hats off. Kudos to the Arizona organization. Fat Kessel? 
Yeah, hot dog. <laughs> anyway, so they had Kessel, who was on the verge of his wife having a baby, like hours. Like, okay, when she goes to the hospital, what do I do? So he's in Detroit. She's back home. He's out on the ice for one shift. Trainer comes up. Kessel runs to the locker room, changes out of his garb, and jumps on a private jet provided by the Coyotes, and he's flown to go see his wife. Congrats, Phil. I hope mom and baby are doing well. I hope everyone's healthy. And, uh, yeah, kudos. Kudos so, to the Arizona organi- organization for doing that. Maybe they, so maybe they could sell their plane and get an arena because what you have a you have your own jet, but you don't even have an arena. Yeah, but I have a feeling it was one of those like he he just paid for a charter. I don't think I, I don't know I don't know the financials to it. But anyway, so the the scoring summary. Let's just start out with that. Get it out of the way. So you got uh, Boyd. This might take forever. Yeah, it might. I'm gonna. That's why I'm just whipping through it for time constraints. So you got Boyd with the first goal. Fabry comes through, gets his, um, gets another nice goal on the power play. Um, then you've got Nick Ritchie, who he's <laughs> he. Uh, no, he's dirty. A little skirmish behind the net. Okay, and while he's back there, so he, him, and Mark Stahl. Get into it behind the net. So all of a sudden, yep. The heck? That's what I think of Nick Ritchie. He's a giant one because as, yeah. they're, tussling, as they're tussling behind the net, he pulls Mark Stahl's hair. You hear Stahl say, "He pulled my bleeping hair." So they show the replay again. Right, so they show the they show the replay again, and he does. He he grabs him from behind the head, and then he grabs a handful of hair, and you see stalls, stall. The next thing you know, stalls looking at the rafters. Because Richie's yanking on his hair. It's like, what a what a piece of garbage. Like who does that? that? It's hockey. Like who? who Marshawn. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like they're bush league. That's what I consider bush league. Like they're not athletes. They're they're Nick Richie's just his. His head fills a ginormous well, helmet. That at least he got, didn't. That kid's got the biggest head I've ever seen in my life. Him and um, who's that that quarterback for the Jets? Sam Darnold. Him at and least Sam he... Darnold's heads would fill an entire room. Just the two of them. They're so giant. At least he didn't lick them. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what, what Richie will do. But, um, but yeah, so ultimately – you know what? I was I was disappointed. I, I literally and here's the other crazy part of this. So I walk away because I'm so disappointed at the performance and the lack of, you know, oomph into their play. Like they they just acted like they didn't want to be there. They weren't winning the fifty fifty pucks. They would shy away. It's like no, you, you got to attack them because then you're just creating a clear lane for the defense to come in or the offense to come into the defensive zone and you know set up set up a play and you just you can't have that that's why the score was nine to two so shame on jeff blashill for not having them ready for this game after they had just gotten smoked in the last game um but anyway so i walk away for 10 minutes and i come back and i was like my god why don't they pull ned like the guy's got to be freaking his psyche has got to be so screwed up right now because he's let in so many goals 
I'm it's glad not I forgot. It's not his fault until we get to the next game. But, I'm glad I forgot to put him in my fantasy lineup. Yeah, yeah, and it's not him. I, I think he's a, I think he's going to be a great goaltender. Not elite. He's not going to be on oh. you know, the Dominic Kashuk's, the Patrick Waz, the Vasilevsky's, the Patrick Carolina Waz. didn't think so. No, and it, he's not going to be there. But he, he's, that, like I said before, he's a goalie that can win games for you when he's on. But the team in front of him has been such piss poor and garbage that I feel bad for the guy. He's got a lot of upside to him, and I think he's going to be really good for for the Red Wings. I think he's going to be the starter. Um, and they got to do something with Bryce because, like I said, in that 10 minutes I was gone. Now, that's 10 minutes of me being gone. That included a commercial break and stoppages of play. So it was probably like three or four minutes, if that, of actual playing time. Bryce comes in. And lets in like he faces like three shots and lets in two goals. So he came in while I was gone. I came back and Ned was back in. I didn't know that they even switched. I had no idea. That's how fast it was. So now that's a problem for Detroit because Grice is off more than he's on. So I think that defense and a goaltender are probably the two biggest off, you know, off-season needs for the Red Wings. And I'm really hoping that they can find, you know, some kind of a diamond in the rough. Because I think if you give Ned a really good backup goalie, it's going to allow him to take some some games off because he's carrying the workload right now. Grice hasn't done anything. He's had like three starts in the last two months. That kind of reminds me of the Predators when Pecorine was uh, playing. They, they, they just played him and played him and played him and played him. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't want to compare him with the Red Wings goalies because I don't think they're no, in the they, same area. They're in a different category goalie. because, now, it's roles reversed in Detroit. So it started off, you know, you've got the veteran in Grice, played many seasons in New York, had some great seasons with them. And he, he had, you know, he had some really good seasons. So I think Steve Eisman did exactly what he thought he should do, which was get, you know, sign Grice, let him play. He played behind Bernier last year. They got Nadelkovich in the offseason. And they're like, okay, we've got a veteran goalie who can teach this kid the locker room, can teach him to keep his composure, and really train him. Because people don't realize Ned's a rookie. He's an older rookie, but he's a rookie. So you get that veteran presence to help him out. Well, when that veteran presence is a no-show... Now it's all left on the rookie. See, a lot of people, you don't hear Nadelkovich as being a rookie. So people don't realize, and I hope the Red Wings fans, if you're listening. He's 26 years shot. old. Give the kid a shot. I mean, he, he is older for a rookie, but 26 oh, yeah. years old is for not that old for a goalie. He's not even in his prime yet. He's not even there. He's got plenty of upside. He'll be all right. But you need to give him he, – he's just not ready to carry the workload that he's had to carry this year. Well, they're paying him like it. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of upside. He's been $2.5 Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But what, when, you, when you sit and think about it, if you're playing and the team's not playing in front of you, like Detroit's in a bad slump right now. If the team's not playing out in front of you – then yeah, you're gonna get shelled. You're gonna get shelled. And 
you're going to get shelled to the point where you allow 49 goals you should change that song to goals 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 because 49 goals in nine games is absolute atrocity and jeff blashill if i was well, and i'm not i would have how many down after this game and i would have said there's the door you how many shots was it though I mean, it was. It, it's got to be way more than forty-nine shots. I mean, I don't think their goalies are that bad. I will find out for you right now. <laughs> nope, they only had twenty-eight shots. Or, I'm sorry, thirty shots. Uh, no shots on the goalie. Um, not Detroit. The other team. Yeah, Arizona had thirty oh. shots. Thirty shots. Nine goals on thirty shots. Mm-hmm. That's but almost ten percent. That's almost ten percent shooting. Right, but if you watch the game, you'll see that it's not solely on the goalie. Ned, it wasn't that he was out of position. It wasn't that he was playing poorly. Again, except for this, one. When you have the slot wide open. Well, what? was it that that the one goal where he gave it up? No, you're you're getting oh. the games mixed up here. Oh, all right, yeah. But he, uh, but I, you know, there's not much you can do when you've got literally three people at times in the slot. It's like, who wants to take the shot? Do I let it go? Do I, do I take the shot? Do I let it go to the next guy? Like, it's wide open. Where is the defense? Where's the back check? Where's the players? Where's the grit? Where's the tenacity? It was just gone. That was a terrible game. Terrible, terrible, terrible game. Um, I know you can blame the the, the uh, players, but where's the coach? Does the coach have anything to do with that? I'm okay, wondering I, if like uh, I did. Said, if I'm the coach. Uh, did I wonder if he lost? If if Blasio lost his players, it'll be like the fourth season in a row, and all these Wings fans continue to make excuses for him. Like, look at the garbage that they put out in front of them. This team is significantly more talented than it was last year by a long, long shot. This team has the potential to win a lot of games. Not playoffs. We're not making the playoffs. But they have the opportunity to, to win a lot of games. And they're just not. That, to me, is a coaching issue. It was so apparent in this last three games that I'm recapping today that Blasio is not the answer. And I'm really hoping in the offseason that Eisman gets a new face in there to get some, you know, because they've got a lot of young guys. You cannot lose the morale of your young guys right now. The Lucas Raymonds and the Mort Siders and the Jacob Branas, you know, you cannot lose those guys. Even Larkin, the captain, I'm not saying you'll lose him, but he's one of those guys that he's younger. He's a younger captain. And you don't want to lose that because if you lose that, then you're done. Then you're not going to win games. And it's just going to be terrible. Like, Flasho came into that press conference. He had nothing to say. It was just all out of hubbub, like just fluff. There was no there – was, there was nothing. He just – he didn't have his guys prepared. So now I'm going to I'm gonna swing into the next game against the Wild. That was a little bit better of a game. You know, they lost it in the shootout. I'll take the point. I'm okay with that. Well, at least he... Dan, let me ask you this, D-Law. The first goal of the game, guess where the shooter was positioned? 
Uh, he wasn't behind the net, was he? He was in the slot. I thought you would have picked up on the theme, but apparently you didn't. Oh! Yeah, just sitting there, sitting there, right in front of the net. Wild. The wild, the wild were, the wild were having their own. Yeah, they they absolutely were, and that's the problem. Is the first goal that Boldy put in was well, he, was right, he was right in the slot. Nobody was there. Nobody. It's a good thing it. That tells me when you allow six of nine goals from the slot, and then you come out. And then the very first goal of the next game is in the slot. That is one million percent the coach's fault. I know is the that... players have to play the game. I know the coach or the players are the ones that have to execute what the coach wants. But if I'm the coach, I am drilling that into their brains. I am harping on that. We are practicing that. I am making them sprint. I am making them, you know, I, I'm I'm pushing them to cover the slot. Well, it's a good thing it was in hockey town. Somebody else to do it, and they they weren't able to do it. So to me, that is a coaching issue. It's a good uh, thing it was in hockey town. Yeah. So you you wouldn't you no, didn't have to. Don't you dare. <laughs> Delete that out. Because what I'm gonna say, you know what, you're gonna play it because what I'm gonna say next is gonna tick you off. Whoever, whatever team got rid of Kevin Fiala, you know they. Sh- you know, whoever the the wild should be in jail because they stole Fiala from whatever team he came. Well, yeah, yeah, but they got Grandland, so Who? who's that? They Fiala got a great year. He's got they get they got Grandland. So what? Fiala's he's a he's a player. He's a you know he was physical. He was out there hitting. All right, I think you need to continue up. with the wild. Yeah, see, Danny gets upset when we talk about the press. No, there we uh... go. But we'll get moving on. I just think that Fiala leaving looks like a mistake. Um, then guess what? Guess who? Came I in I, I thought that when it happened strike. too. Guess who scored? You did. And I remember us talking about that. But Granlin's got nine goals and 34 assists. Okay, so they're pretty even. So it was just a, it was pretty much just an even swap then. So then guess who scores this, the first goal for the Red Wings to tie it up? We talked about him in the first one. There was a guy named Mantha involved in the conversation. You guessed it. Jacob Vrana. Two, goal, two games, two goals. He's... Now, a goal a game since being back from his injury. The guy, and, and not only that, it was a pretty sweet goal. Puck trickled out to him. Joey Valeno sent it across the ice, and he just put it top shelf. It was just a beautiful goal. But then, of course, you've got Erickson Eck, who comes down and gets an unassisted goal, which is kind of uh, – um, I don't want to talk about it. Kind of pulls at the heartstrings here after I just said all that stuff about Nadalkovich, who is probably ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time one of the best goalies I've seen play in the puck. He's not afraid to go out. He's not afraid to pass it down the ice. Like he's pretty pretty good at the puck. He's got some, you know, he's got some learning to do because the puck was going wide right. He goes out. He looks up. He goes to hit hit the puck out. Not stop it, but just play it as it hits his stick and deflects it into his own net. But the cool thing is, he almost had a Gordie Howe hat trick on himself. And we'll get to that in a minute. So then you had Lucas Raymond comes in, 
sweet spinorama move by Nick Letty to set up the, the Lucas Raymond one-timer top shelf. So we got ourselves a hockey game in this one. Then guess who comes out and makes a diving shot top shelf to take the lead? That guy named Jacob Vrana. Now he's got three goals in two games. It makes the Mantha trade. Steve Eisman, like I said about the, the Predators in the wild, Steve Eisman should be in jail for what he did to the Capitals. He should be in well, prison. The Capitals have a pretty good track record of uh, giving teams uh, players for nothing. Yeah, it, was, well, it wasn't for nothing. It was a one-for-one one trade, and then we got two picks out of it. We'll take it. Well, yeah, but where's Manta? I don't know. Just, Who cares? Just, just like uh, forsberg Erat trade. Yep. Where's Erat? I think right. he retired. So the Red Wings come out, and they score three unanswered goals, which, of course, is followed up by three unanswered goals of the Wilds. So now they're up, you know, they're up five, five or uh, five four, and Jordan Osterley with two minutes and eleven seconds left in the third period buries one off of Philip Zadina pass. One nice one time play. Jordan Osterley is probably the last person I would think of to score a goal, but he buried it. He got Detroit tied up, sent him into overtime. You know, Detroit went almost the entire overtime without a shot on net. And I think their only shot on net came from like the blue line. So that was uh, a little discouraging to see. Um, but then uh, went into overtime or I'm sorry, the shootout Detroit lost it in the shootout, you know, but I want to talk about a couple things that happened during that game. I've been taking up a lot of time here. I like to get in a in, in depth here and I'm going to speed this up, but things got a little testy. So, as the Red Wings fans saw in this, you know, in the Wild fans, if you happen to tune into this podcast, which I hope you don't, they uh, um, that wait a minute, uh, you're supposed to be promoting the podcast. Yeah, not to not to the Wild fans. They're oh well, song. no, they're the one team. Uh, oh, you mean this song? The Buffalo Bills song. Yeah. The only team, the only sports team that should have that song and deserves that is the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to say it every single week that you play it. If you want to just rub it in, well, I'm sure our listeners are going to text in and say, yeah. stop playing that goddamn song. I think they need to go back to the crowd chant. So do I. So do I. But things get, get a little. I don't crazy. like that gohorn either. That gohorn is terrible, but go ahead. I'm... So let's talk about the one thing I want to talk about here. There's a couple of things is so there's a little scrum in front of Ned and the the puck goes behind the net clearly goes behind the net with seconds left on the clock so seconds left on the clock oh boy this sounds like something I would do so the horn blows and Erickson Eck throws two wicked jabs at Nadelkovic after the whistle. No, I wouldn't do that. After the horn. So the horn blows and the puck was behind the net, and yet he still proceeds to throw a couple of wicked jabs. So as things get – so he gets up and throws a blocker. I don't even know if he connected or who he hit, but he throws a blocker punch. And then everyone jumps in. Raymond's on top of Dumba, and they're they're tussling. Raymond's just trying to keep him down because Dumba's a big boy. He's a tough guy, which he actually was – 
surprise me because I guess he's not as tough as I thought he was because he was called out by Bertuzzi and by Rasmussen, neither one of them that I think would win that fight, and he refused to drop the gloves. And it's like if you're going to play the enforcer role and you're going to act like that, so what happened, for those of you that didn't see it, so after Raymond gets him and he's on top of him, just kind of holding him down in like a reverse headlock type thing, the helmet comes off, Dumba gets his helmet off and drops Raymond. Now this is where I, I personally have a problem with it. So as he goes down to the ice, he's, Raymond's head hits the ice, splits it wide open. You can see the blood pouring out of his head. Dumba continues to punch him in the face and in the head while there's blood squirting on the ice. So he's got his hands pinned. Right, boo is right. Bush League, that's Bush League hockey at its finest, which Dumba knows all about. Um, but he's sitting there, and he's punching him in the face. Well, now Ned's getting pissed, and he goes after Dumba. Well, now Talbot comes down. Now, Talbot just kind of oh. gingerly skates down like he's going to do anything. So Ned... Going for a drink t- of water, maybe. Ned looks at him, waves a finger like, let's go. Gets <laughs> off his helmet, throws the hair back, throws the gloves down, and he's ready to go. It took two... So, well, now, mind you, this is why the NHL refereeing and officiating and linesmen... I, there's been a lot of complaints on them. And here's one for me. It took three of the four to stop the goalie fight. Why? You've got a guy on the ice with blood pouring from his head. Okay, maybe you didn't see it. But I know you knew about it because you could hear the guy screaming it on the ice if you listened closely enough. But anyway, they were so hell-bent on stopping the goalies from fighting that Lucas Raymond, who's our star rookie is getting his face pounded in. Now let's do roles reversed. Let's say Giovanni Smith actually gets to play again in Detroit. And he is he slams Kippersod's head onto the ice, splits it wide open, and continues to punch him in the head. I think the Wild would have been pretty upset that they were going after their young star. So that's why I think it was Bush League. He had two goals in the game. They took exception to those two goals. Dumba saw that he was, you know, a wounded animal and just kept hitting on him. So I have I have a problem with that. But then he was called out by two players. And, and after you do something like that, the code is you answer the bell. Whether you win or lose, you answer the bell. Just like with Cassian and Tuchuk back in, you know, a couple years ago. When and the Tuchuk turtle. Took that, like, teep, took that, like, cheap hit on uh, what's his name there. And Cassian was like, you're going to answer the bell, but when I tell you. And Tuchuk answered the bell when he was told. You know, it's just that unwritten rule. And why Dumba didn't do it is beyond me. You know, that's just, it's Bush League hockey. You know, you can man up and take the consequences. He, he probably would have won the fight. Both, whoever, whatever challenger. Rasmussen doesn't fight. He's just a big boy. Bertuzzi can scrap, but he's a little guy. So Dumba... Nine out of ten times is going to win a fight against both of those guys. Maybe, maybe even at the same time. Because dumb, because Dumba is a. <laughs> I agree, he is. I hope that beep started with an F, because that was that was just bush league. That was just complete. complete actually, actually, it's more like 
Don't put his up. <laughs> right. You would know more because you, you see him a lot more during the year. But Oh, seen, yeah. Seen, but anyway, I've rambled on long enough. The Red Wings, they got to get their things together. They got to they gotta regroup. They got to come out strong. But uh, let's talk about a little bit of uh, NHL news. How about that? Oh, well, the NHL finally unveiled a new design for the Cup playoff logo. It only took them 13 years. You know, it's I actually, haven't actually seen it yet. It's uh, I'll put the picture up on a website uh, okay. soon, but it's it's actually not not that bad looking. Um, but as far as some trade rumors, uh, looks like uh, I like it. But you know what it reminds me of? It looks a lot like the Kings logo. I don't yeah. like it. Oh yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? I don't like that. Yeah, well, I like the little banner Ooh. thing. I like the little, I, I like the little banner thing though. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, so PK Subban is going to be finding a new home again because the Devils aren't going to be signing his uh, signing him to a contract. Now let's talk about that for a second. I, I don't, I don't think he finds a home. Well, I don't I know. Don't, I don't think he, he finds might, a maybe, home. Maybe he'll go back to Montreal. Well, I mean, now he's got he's got too much on his plate. Now he's he's got poor play, which is not in his favor. Because if he was playing great, he would stay. Um, he's not going to gain any. He's not. They're not getting any offers. Well, I, I think he's well. Read, he's got no offers, so that tells me that his performance has been subpar this year. And the other part is the whole race incident. So there's a lot. I don't. Him and his brother started that whole race thing with that guy in the minors, and I don't want to get into anything racial because this is not a racial show, but it's just that stigma that you know there's his name is tied to a racial incident, and that doesn't look good for either party. I mean, look at Kaepernick, and look at Brian Flores. Same thing with Subban. Like, you're involved in it one way or another. You voiced an opinion. You went public with it. That's going to stay with you now. Like, you can't unsay the words. Whether it was right, wrong, or indifferent, I, I don't know how to judge that play. But I don't see him going anywhere. What do you think? Uh, uh, somebody will sign him. You think I mean, so? How much yeah. does he have left in the tank? Well, he then again, I mean, he really hasn't played decent since no. Montreal. No, he he played like crap when he went to the Predators. Like he, I still think the Predators win the Stanley Cup if you had a stronger D man, and it's not a one person effort. We're not going to get into all that today, but he just didn't show up. He didn't show up for that series. He didn't show up for that team well, during the entire playoffs. He, he just he, he, he showed up when good. he he showed up when he was sitting on his uh, other uh, opponents. Yeah, he's good at that. He's great at that. Let's slew foot him and lay on him. Yeah, that's what he does. That's that's tremendous. So what else you got? So we got uh, finding a new home. I'm saying he's the, not going anywhere the, right away, and you're saying he's going to find a home, which you're probably right. The Coyotes. I do not want to trade Jacob Sherum, but they're open 
to uh, possibilities, which I mean, obviously, it's it's kind of a dumb, dumb statement mm-hmm. by the GM because I mean, unless you're like a Connor McDavid, you're obviously going to be looking at opportunities to move him. I mean. Of course, uh, I, I, they obviously you don't want to trade your players, especially a star. Well, I don't know if he's really a star, but he's probably one of their best defensemen. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good if you if you get if you get a, a offer that you can't really refuse, especially since the Coyotes are like mm-hmm. almost dead last, um, you're gonna take it, especially since. Uh, He's still he's still got three three years of his six year contract. Uh, I'm not sure what his contract is uh, uh, worth, but um, they also have some uh, unrestricted free agents: uh, Strawman, Phil Kessel, who you mentioned uh, earlier, Louis Erickson, Roussel, and Riley Nash. Um, Actually, since would would you like to see a Phil Kessel in Detroit? No, he's not a good fit there. See, Eisman, when he was asked about what he's going to do at the trade deadline, he said yeah, that's yet to be determined because they've got a few needs that are very specific, but he's not just going to pull anybody in. They've got a young team. That's how you do a rebuild. You get them young and you grow them. Look at what Tampa Bay did because of Iserman. And his plan was if we get the right person at the right price, then we'll investigate it a little bit more. And I like that attitude. I think that's a great attitude. I think you're going to see Detroit, you know, we'll have you talk about the Predators, but I think you're going to see Detroit ship out Stahl, Letty, Grice, Maybe not in trades, but they will they will not they will not be retained. But I think Stahl you'll see traded. I think Vlad Nemestikov you might see traded. Letty, I think you can see him traded. because um, I think Eiserman is gonna try to make the point that he's got a lot of upside for his old age. Um, he showed his athleticism in the last game, doing some spinoramas. He had two assists. So I mean he's he's still got a little bit of potential and maybe the right fit would be a good you know, might be a great spot to end his career, but um, that's pretty much all I can think of on Detroit. Zadina, I don't think you trade him yet. I think you got to give him another season. I, I'm just not sold that that we've seen his upside yet. But that's that's to be determined. What do we got for Nashville? What do you what do you think? Um, on I really don't know. Maybe um... Forsberg. No, I, 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 they're they're right there in the heart of the playoff race, and they're battling for. Well, they're not gonna get the division. Let me say that right now. Like you keep saying about the playoffs, the Predators will not win the division. Yeah, it's a tough division. Um, I think honestly, all but they 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 will they they probably will get either the second or third spot, uh, depending on how they do against. Minnesota and St. Louis coming up. But I'm going to say this. 
I am gonna say that. And I think they need to keep him, and they need and they need to resign him. But um, I think there's other a- assets they you would get rid Forsberg's of first. Not getting shipped. He's not going anywhere. I mean, it's it's gonna take a lot to get rid of him off the team. You know, he's one of their best scorers. He's a playmaker. The kids, the kids, great. But as any GM would do, any good GM, you're gonna see you're gonna see what you know what the price is out there. You know, shipping guys out are very similar to, to buying a house. When the market's hot, the market's hot. And, you know, if, if you get a guy of Fiala's, or not Fiala, Forsberg's stature and abilities, and he can yield three draft picks and a couple of prospects, then you might want to consider it. But I don't think that's the market that we're in right now. And, and I just don't um, think we're going to see him go anywhere. That, and... It, the Islanders are sellers, so obviously they're they wouldn't uh, go after them because they're not going to be buying. But they uh, they you know they got uh, Cal Clutterbuck, Zach Parise, Andy Green, and Zdeno Chara uh, all going to be free agents. So they possibly going to move them, and they're like uh, nineteen points behind. Uh, Washington for the second spot, so they're obviously not going to make the playoffs. Uh, and if they're not going to make the playoffs, Detroit's only point ahead of the Islanders, so obviously the Detroit's not going to make the playoffs. So they, they'll probably be sellers themselves. Um, I mean, you uh, can floor- try, try to sell. I mean, I I, I could see. Like, I mean, they're, they're team is going to be sellers. Uh, not not the rookies. I, I'm probably more like the veterans of the Red Wings. Detroit picked up, uh, I forget his name, Julavari. I'm probably pronouncing that terrible defenseman. Um, hasn't haven't seen him. Haven't heard much about him. He's probably just going to be riding out in the minors for now. Um, but who knows? Uh, and uh, obviously, knows. why this even came up. Um, Florida, Florida is not going to, uh, move, um, their goaltenders, Brabowski and Naya, but I don't even know why that even came up because they're, they're the ones, but, um, you got to test the market. So, but talking about goaltenders, I'm going to switch gears here really quick. If you, is that okay? I don't know if you were done. I don't want to Yeah, thought there. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. have you been reading this whole Jack Campbell saga in Toronto? Uh, what's going on with him? Uh, he's been pretty uh, terrible. He's been playing awful. Well, if, if 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 obviously obviously if Detroit scores seven goals on him. Well, here's here's the thing with that. I'm going to see if I can find. So the Toronto fans want his head, literally. People are blowing up his Twitter feed, telling him, like, go kill himself. He's terrible. Like, he, I mean, the fans have been just absolutely ruthless. He was great. Um, you know, he, he was, I, I thought he played okay. I mean, I guess I didn't watch the games. Maybe I shouldn't you know, talk too much about it. 
but people were blasting him. Um, I see. I can't. See now people are being nice at about it. But yeah, they were just. I can't find it now, and I'm not gonna wait. But people yeah. were telling him like, "Go kill yourself." I hope you die. Like they were absolutely brutal to him, telling him how you know he's hot garbage. You know, everybody has their moments, man. Everybody has their ups and downs. You know, you want him to play to the best of his ability, and you're going to blast him like that? Like, come on. Get real. Speak, like, speaking of goalies. What do we got? Not, not to end your point there, but uh, looks like my favorite goalie, uh, if <laughs> everybody who listens to the show probably knows, <laughs> let her – was sent home by the Golden Knights. Uh, I wonder if it was because he was back on the wagon. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he had a lower body injury against uh, the Sabres, which. Oh, uh, I, I, mentioning injuries, Detroit, it was announced today, one of their hottest players, season ending ACL tear. Robbie Fabry is out for the year, got injured in the game last night. And left the game mid third period and or second period, never came back, and it was determined he tore his ACL. They're just going to rehab him and get him back next year. It's a huge loss for Detroit, but that opens the door to bring somebody up, give them a shot. So we'll see. We'll see what the Wings do with it. Oh, nice! Jack Campbell is getting uh, pretty much death threats or what? Now he's injured, so they're going after an injured player. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And the only thing I read after I read all those comments was people commenting on all the comments about how Toronto fans are the biggest idiots in hockey, that they actually don't know hockey, even though they're one of the original six, and that they don't wish any player to have to have the Toronto fan base rooting for him or – threatening them but now let's move in uh, there's another topic oh, I want to hit before we get to our well, our last one that's kind of local to us as long yeah i, I was going to bring it up as i was when i was talking about letter um but um i just got so, really quick uh, eichel made his uh return to buffalo that he did and, and it wasn't the same it wasn't well the Sabres gave him a tribute video, but he that had booze during the entire. It game. sounds like they he sounds like he's going to be another suitor. Um, as far as getting booed every time he touches a puck. Well, I mean, what's he except doing? for suitor? Suitor has two teams year. doing that now. But Eichel, Eichel was out almost all year, so he hasn't contributed anything to the Golden Knights yet. He did have two shots on goal. Oh, so what? <laughs> who, who did they get in that trade? And what did they do in that game? Uh, uh, Tuck scored. Yep. And? And he's actually a local, well, local for us product. So but you had, you had Peyton I don't... and Alex Took. They both scored goals against the the Golden Knights, while Eichel was held to just two goals. And Eichel, you know, I'm not a fan of him. He he lost the locker room, but and I know there were some issues going on, 
And obviously no. it's a lot different for us because we're here local to the Buffalo. I know I, I, I know Buffalo's a passionate uh, fan base, and they're still jaded over him leaving. But he, I mean, he, he, he did a lot for the community, and he did a lot for the team. I know he didn't end right, but a lot of that is on the team. Uh, going back to the surgery. And, I mean, it sounds like they were more concerned with their with them, their team, which, I, you know, you got to because it's your team. It's your, your player. You spent a lot of investment into them. But it's, a, it's, it's an injury, and it could be a life-threatening injury, uh, you know, and it, you got to – what's best for the player you gotta listen to that to not play and, and what he wants um they, they, vegas let him do it so it could it couldn't have been that uh that bad of a surgery otherwise well, well you know, but i think eichel had lost the locker room during all of that so even if buffalo uh, gave him the go-ahead I did they lose? Did he lose it before this whole injury fiasco? Like from all the reports that were coming out, because I, I was never, I don't say I wasn't like a big Eichel fan. I was just kind of jaded because that was one of the years Detroit got screwed out of a pick. So Eichel, oh yeah, another one of those NHL uh, Gary Bettman mystery yeah. ball. Ooh, those, Let's rig it, and I'll pick whatever teams I want. I'll look at the balls and pick the ones I want. Yeah, yeah, that. Or let's pick them not on live TV. That was a big thing. So all the numbers were picked behind closed doors. That's that's another and, and stuck in an and stuck in an envelope. Yeah, that, so that you was, know that was so another. Maybe one. maybe there are even nothing in the envelope. <laughs> but I mean, even Buffalo got screwed on that one because Buffalo should have landed McDavid. Detroit should have landed Eichel. Um, I well I I that that's probably another another topic, but the NHL they they wanted they wanted they wanted McDavid to go to a Canadian team and they wanted Eichel to go to the US team. Exactly. But anyway, but Eichel was you know, he was booed every time he touched the puck. But then it's stuff like this, like what I shared with you earlier, you know, you and I talk quite frequently. And the funny thing is that was the loudest Buffalo has, fans have been. <laughs> well, that's that's what he said. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the loudest I've heard this building ever. Really. It only took seven years of me leaving to get into the game. They must just be booing me because they wish I was still here. No, you're an odd-looking dude. You're great with the freaking puck. But... Wait, I'm missing that too great. You're not a good. I'm missing that too great because he only had two shots on goal. Yeah, but you can't against Buffalo, who is like one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, look at Detroit and Arizona. You know, everyone's <laughs> got the off night. Like I'm not gonna. I don't expect Eichel to score every game. Like that's he's not he's not Jacob Brana. You know, he's, no, he he's doesn't Jack score eight. But, um, but yeah, he he. He just—he's not a good leader for my side. Great community guy, and it, and that's you can be a good community guy, and not a good leader in the locker room. Like that—that that is okay to be. So I wonder, 
I wonder if, uh, if you know, all these Sabres fans that have the Eichel jerseys, I wonder if they did a Toronto and threw their jersey on the ice. They did. Or is that only a Toronto did. thing? No, they did it in Buffalo last night. <laughs> yep, they threw them back. But now I want to, you know, quick move into something really quick. This is going to be a really, really short segment. But how atrocious is it listening to ESPN's broadcast? Detroit had back-to-back ESPN. Oh, and I think I TNT is just as bad. I wanted. I, I don't mind TNT. Oh, TNT and, is terrible. They're, like, so one-sided. Well, that was like last night with Detroit. Like, if I had a dollar for every time, I, I think it was Boucher. I don't even know who it was. I just I had to tune him out because uh, he, he couldn't keep up with the game. It ESPN was, it, Plus has Elliot Hextall. And she's terrible. I mean, I, the I, one I, game she wasn't bad, but then she just like go off on a tangent and she goes like, on, she, um, but she it's like, it. wait a minute, there's a game going on. Uh, well, you're supposed to be no play by play. But she mixes <laughs> her words a little bit, like, like it, it, Detroit was up three to two, and she was, well, the Red Wings are heading into the locker room with a three to two victory. And it's like, no, the game still has another period to go. Like, are you watching the same game as me, or are you just confused on what you're saying? But I'm going to say this about her. I know she gets players screwed up too. Like she'll suck. She'll so She'll say one player, and, and it, it's actually supposed to be you know somebody what, else. I, I'm going to give her some leeway there because that it is even Mickey Redmond does it all the time. But he's he's more of the the color guy. He's not the play. He's player. a senile. Yeah, he is. He actually is. I I love Mick. Oh, he's he's great. awesome. He is awesome. Uh, big fella. Hey, congrats. I'm not going to get off on that tangent. But she's very – she's smart. And I, I and people like her and even Darren Pang and some of these guys that can just flow. And um, Ken Daniels is phenomenal at it. Like, I, I personally think they are brilliant. Like, their brain can process things so quickly. Like, even me – I watch. I've watched every single Red Wings game for years. Even if I wasn't in town and I had to watch it the next day, I haven't missed a game in years. And, and I am just like when I listen to them. Like I, I pretended to do it the other night. Joe Valeno passed puck over to Phil Zadina, sends it around the back of the net. Like I just couldn't keep up. I mean, yes, they have practice and they've got experience, but it's very difficult to do and to do it quickly like they do it. So I'm going to say she's brilliant, uh, but she's so boring to listen to. I know. I've done Just, practice uh, ga- uh, calling games in last year's playoffs, and it's tough. I mean, I, I was able to do it, but it was tough. But um, it is tough. I, I've, I've, uh, one thing I've, uh, I've noticed, the, the, I personally, I think the best uh, play-by-play announcers are the ones that actually started in radio. Yeah. Exactly. But all I know is that whoever her, I, I can't think of his name. It might have been Boucher. But every, if I had a dollar for every time he said, boy, this team never gives up. They just battle till the end. This team is relentless. Oh, that sounds like Boucher. I bet you it was. If he said, I mean, I I would have walked out of last night's game with 150 bucks. And it's like, okay, we get it. The Predators are relentless. We get it. The Predators will go down and they'll come up and score two goals. We get it. We is get there? It. And that almost didn't happen. 
So, I mean, but he didn't say it once about the Red Wings. Like, man, they're really bad on back here. Is there an option on FanDuel Sportsbook for that? <laughs> I, I would hope so. Or DraftKings or Caesars, whoever wants to endorse us, will say your name as many times as you want. But probably is, because how can you not? The guy says it a million times. Only only for the wild, though. You know, he didn't oh, do wow. it. He didn't do it for the, uh, but he had talked about how he had played with Matt Zuccarello. Um, and he actually, I will say this, he did call his shootout shot. He goes, he's going to come down, and he's very patient. And he lets the goalie make the first move because the goalie panics. And he came down, and that's exactly what happened. So that tells me that he's got quite a bit of experience calling or playing with or, you know, being affiliated with the Minnesota Wild because he talked them up the entire game. Now, that's one thing. Like, I know they're a good team. I just don't want to hear it all game long when there's two teams on the ice. Like, this is a national broadcast. If I had the option to listen to the Detroit broadcast, I would have. But – Every single well, time they touched the puck, it was something amazing. It wasn't available because it was on ESPN. Right, right. And it was just, it was. I or mean, ESPN was, Plus. That was the worst broadcasted game ever that I've heard. Uh, and T- Besides Jack Edwards. And TNT. An idiot. TNT is just, just as bad as that. They, are, they tend to be one-sided. You know, whoever's, whichever team is carrying to play more or dominating, they're like all over them and they forget to talk about the other team. Yeah, it's like true. I there's, mean, there's two teams. We're back to back on TNT, weren't you? Pretty close. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> See, the Red Wings, they had, they had one game on TNT and I thought it was kind of cool. They were doing a live interview with Dylan Larkin during warm ups, like. Just, it was kind of cool to me. Like, that was unique. He's out there joking. Like, they were saying, like, oh, you got to fix your – how do you have that flow? And, uh, like, oh, you got you to gotta shave that flow. And then his shot back was, well, if I shave my flow, then you definitely got to get rid of that ugly mustache. So, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to listen <laughs> to. And, like, while they're warming up and um, – but that was the only experience, so I maybe it is one side. I thought the game I listened to was called pretty evenly. But yeah, this this guy this guy's a homer. He needs to either stick with the wild or find a new new find a new broadcast agency because that was just it was. I, I mean, I almost at certain t- every time Detroit scored, instead of like oh man what a nice play by Lucas Raymond what a nice goal. It was, boy, these Minnesota Wild, they're resilient. Don't count them out. Don't count them out. They're relentless. They're going to come back. They're going to come back. And it's like, no, I'm a Red Wings fan. I don't want to hear that. Right. I want to hear something. I want to hear a little bit about the the Red Wings. And I thought Leah Hextall did a good job. I just think that she's very boring to listen to. And that's just me. But they got to push it because it's National Women's Month. But that's that's another issue we won't get into. Yeah, well, uh, so I guess we can look ahead to the upcoming games. Uh, the Predators got some tough games coming up. Uh, they got a Saturday afternoon game, which is going to be another, uh, I guess you could call it a uh, national game, even though it's on the NHL Network. Uh, is that considered national? Yeah, it's NHL. 
there that's a, a home game against St. Louis, which is a huge game. That is a huge uh, game. That's a month. They're 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 trailing them by two points, as I said earlier. St. Louis is 33-17-7. and The Preds are 33-20-4, so almost identical records. Um, they they got to watch, uh, obviously, Cairo. He's just like, he, they, they, they can't let him go. Uh, he's got 55 points and 22 goals. And somebody, I don't know who you know, if you even know who their goalie is. Uh, Charlie Lindgren. He's got a 1.22 goals against average, so that's going to be it's going to be tough. Uh, he must be a rookie, um, and obviously Yossi has 61 points, and Jusin's got 29 goals, so they they have to show up uh, as long as Forsberg and and Saros. Uh, meanwhile, he has a 2.38 goals against average, so that's not too bad. Um, I, I I guess you could say you know it's under three. You know, and if you're giving up two goals a game in the NHL, you're probably going to win. And nowadays, with the with the uh, the, the uh, offensive output, and then oh, here we go, <laughs> your favorite team. It's, it's actually it's a back to back Saturday uh, afternoon, and then Sunday they got to go to Minnesota. Which is a six o'clock Central Start Time, which is seven o'clock Eastern Time. God, uh, the Wild are thirty-four, nineteen and four. So I hope and uh, Hextall to call that game. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I don't have to hear any of this. Oh, I'm gonna. Control, oh. I'm gonna control the mic next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then another favorite team. They got a couple days off this time. They return home to play the Pittsburgh Penguins, who they still, I mean, I don't know. It's been a couple of years since they've met them in the finals, but uh, the Penguins, they're 35-15-9. and nine. So they're, they're actually a couple points better than Predators. Thank God they're in the East. Uh, that 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 that's going to be an interesting. Uh, again, I think Jergoli uh, is a Jari Christian Jari, the All Star. Tristan, Tristan, Tristan Jari. I thought it was yep. Christian Tristan. I was close enough. <laughs> but I, I think he was a. I think he was an All Star. It's all your fault. So, it's all your fault. Yeah, it is a natural. So hopefully we'll hear some of that, and uh, hopefully we'll hear. Hopefully we'll hear some of this too. Sounds like Buffalo. <laughs> no. I'm just busting your traps. <laughs> and then they they continue with the uh Jesus, the pencil- in one week they play like thirteen games. How the hell does that happen? Uh thank the NHL scheduling. <laughs> then they uh they they stay with the they stay with the the the, the Pennsylvania teams and this time they got to go to Philadelphia, who they're, they're they're having a miserable season eighteen twenty nine ten I don't think they can even beat their farm team. No, that's the only team Trent can beat. 
Yeah, so that's a busy week for the Predators. So next week, I'm going to be a busy guy. Four games. <laughs> What's the Detroit schedule look like? Well, they've got Mark Stahl, who's looking to get the uh, get his thousandth game, which he will join his brothers. Um, is that is that a silver stick or something like that? I don't know what they give him. When he plays against Calgary, okay, so we'll talk about that tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow, Stahl will join his brothers in the 1,000-game category. So congrats, Mark Stahl. I'm sure you're playing tomorrow, and that would be tremendous. So congratulations on 1,000 thousand games. And so something to look forward to for next week's show. Yeah, so they've got – tomorrow they've got Calgary, which uh, that's going to be a blowout there on a – they're on a West Coast trip. Um, you know, obviously, Johnny Goudreau is having a great season. Um, I hope they don't have any of this. I mean, he's Goudreau finds that spot all day long, and he's got six goals in the last five games. Like, the, the dude's on fire. He, he tried, just can't stop him. And then they've got Rasmus Anderson. You know, he's got five assists against Detroit this year. So, I mean, they've got some players that are really going to – you just can't let them get open in front of the net. But the nice thing is you've got Detroit. Remember how he's talking? They got Jewel of Art. I can't. Jewel Levy. They picked up Ole Jewel Levy. From, oh, yeah. Chad Levy? Yeah, no. Oh, wait a minute. It's J-U-O-L-E-V-I. He's 23. He's a young kid. Um, But... The, the Finn, he's going to be playing in his first game. He's going to make a debut against the Calgary Flames, so that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Um, but So they've got that game. I'm marking that as a loss. Let's jot that down in my prediction here. Let's see if I'm Nostradamus. That's going to be a loss. Then they go to Edmonton. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to pull off a win against Edmonton. As crazy as that sounds, I think that'll be the, the – What's going to get them out of that little slump? What are they going to? What are they going to attack uh, uh, McDavid in the pregame, and so he can't play? No, McDavid can't score. He, yeah, he huh. can't score against Detroit. Well, at least he can't score against somebody. Yeah, not like Austin Matthews. That dude's on fire. Well, everybody scores against them. But no, no, it's not against them. Matthews scores. But Evander Kane, he's the wing killer. You know, he's the wing killer this year. I hate him. No, I mean, he's Never mind. Oh. But, I don't want to go there because I'm going to have a bit miserable week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got McDavid, obviously, Dreisaitl. Like, you've got you've got big, big guys. Um, and they're just, they're big, they're fast. But I still think Detroit's going to pull off. I'm going to say a three to two victory. Actually, no, I'm going to go four to three. Four to three win for Detroit against Edmonton. And then Thursday they come back and they they follow it up with Vancouver. So they've got Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, you know that's going to be it's going to be another. But anyway, Detroit's going to follow finish up the uh, the week with Vancouver. Um, JT Miller, JT Miller, JT Miller. He's a Detroit killer. So, um, 
I have to say he leads all categories against Detroit. In the last five games, he got three goals, seven or seven assists, three goals, and ten points. Even when he was on the Rangers, what's that? Even when he was on the Rangers, yeah, but he's a Detroit killer, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Him and so it started way back. Uh, Tyler Johnson, those two guys. No, well, Tyler Johnson scores against everybody. Not like he does in Detroit. He screwed them out of so many playoff freaking first-round bounce. He he bounced the Red Wings single-handedly like four times. Well, yeah, so anyway, folks, we are probably got to wrap up here. Um, went a little long, but it was a great show. You know, we got a lot of news out there, a lot of good recaps. And, uh, you know, we're going to have the Twitter. Uh, uh, D-Law. D-Law. Uh, D-Law, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so once you once you set up that Twitter account, um, you know, hopefully we get some listeners that'll send us some stories they want us to cover, some questions. You know, we we love to be interactive with our with our fans. But um, yeah, we'll we'll recap next week and hopefully uh, hopefully everything goes goes well for our team. We're gonna have another busy show next week, at least on my end. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit the snooze button. Wake me up when you're yeah. done. Yeah. Wake me up before we go go. <laughs> I don't have that song in here. September ends. Yeah. Great. So uh, I just hope there's no more of this. Uh... Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of that. Is it on repeat? <laughs> well, all right, all right. it was against the Arizona, obviously. Put down the controller. <laughs> well, it's funny you said, it's funny, it's funny you asked uh, if it was on repeat, because it was on the repeat against when, uh, when Arizona played Detroit. It never stopped. <laughs> That's oh, ridiculous. you should have that song smacked his side of his head. Yeah, wait till he leaves. Oh, I can't wait. All right, all right, folks. So catch us again, as D Law stated in the beginning. Catch us on any of your favorite podcasting sites: Apple, Spotify, wherever you care to listen to your podcast. We can be found there, and, uh, and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, and we we appreciate you guys. Uh, taking a listen we got some great things we're still growing we got some great things coming up we're we're still looking for a few interviews we're um you know we're really going to get this thing growing so we appreciate appreciate you guys and look forward to uh seeing where this takes us all and don't forget to look on the facebook page and uh don't be afraid to throw some comments in there yeah let, let, let us know how we're doing but throw, make sure you direct all the hate mail to Rat and Rod. That's a Rat and Rod. Oh, I'll tell them where to take that hate mail and stick it. <laughs> Got that little beep thing? You can take that hate mail and yeah, stick it up your... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think this show is about ready to wrap it up. Alright, well that was a good show, D-Law, and thanks again. Tune in next week, folks. we got another great show ahead of us. Good night, Smashville. Good night, Hockey Town.